Just thinking as you uh, came walking in, graduates, this morning that when I first got here, you weren't even here. But you know, God knew that you were going to be here today, and I think he'd be very, very pleased to see that. Congratulations. You know, I remember uh, being in the first grade and making my mother a coffee mug for Mother's Day at school. It was made of ceramic. It was kind of fragile. But, you know, I made it on drawing paper first so that it could be placed on the outside of the mug, just a couple of little drawings that I had. I was so excited about making it because I knew that there was a little bit of me going into what I was giving to my mother. And I didn't always believe that my mother, when she said that the best gifts that I could give her were things that I made myself. Especially since even as a little kid, I knew some of the things that I created weren't so wonderful. I bet you all did this, didn't you? Made little mud pies and put a candle on it for your mother or father. She said it was good, didn't she? Hmm. But, you know, that mug I made, it was a hit with my mother. She loved it. Now, she is long gone from this world. She's been gone for 26 years now. But it does remind me, that cup that I received from her, of her love, it reminds me every time I take a look at it. It's in my mind, and it's in my heart, my mother and that mug. It'll always be a part of me. I gave her a part of me, and she cared for me, and she gave that to me, and it will always be with me. It can't... And then when she went back to the Lord, I had a part of her. You know, I'm not going to give a cup of coffee this morning, but I just so happen to have a mug here that was made by my daughter, my eldest daughter, a little girl, 40 years ago. She made this for me for Father's Day. I will always cherish it and love it because it was made for me out of pure love. And I believe that's what we get from the Trinity and the Father, the Son, and the love that they shared with each other. You know, today we consider the central mystery of our faith, which is based on three divine persons relating to each other, loving each other. But we ask, how is it possible to have three persons in God hmm, who are one and yet distinct. Some images that we have all tried in the past to explain the mystery, think about it, St. Patrick, the three-leaf clover, water in its three states, solid, liquid, and gas, an amethyst and diamond cross ring entitled the Trinity, or an apple. I had to be careful with that one because... Father Jeff always wanted to eat it, and I would lose my prop. (laughs) But no matter what image we use, it can never fully explain this mystery of our faith we call the Holy Trinity. But you know what? Every time, every time that we make that sign of the cross, we are reminded of how our very faith rests on the Trinity. It vividly brings out how three persons are united in a bond of love and union with us. It shows us how to relate to each other. There is no division 
or jealousy there like we find with the Israelis and the Palestinians, the Shiites and the Sunnis, the African tribes, the Irish Protestants, and oh yes, the Catholics, the Republicans, and the Democrats. Maybe even within our own families, brothers and sisters, who knows, name it. Or maybe in our daily relationships. Explain the Trinity, you say? As my old pastor, Per Mador, would say many years ago, c'est impossible, it's impossible. Well, I'm going to try it anyway, okay? With the help of an article I ran across this past week. The Trinity is one of the most difficult realities to comprehend, but it might be a helpful start to recognize the distinction between a being and a person. God is one being, the one and only divine being. This divine being exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is unusual to us because each human being is only one person. And it might seem that every being has to be one person. One being equals one person. But that's simply not always the case. For example, a dog is a being, but not a person. A tree is a being, and obviously it's not a person. In these cases, one being equals zero persons. On the other hand, an angel is a being and is a person. In their case, angelic beings are similar to human beings. One being equals one person. Once you recognize that not every being is always exactly one person, it might be easier to grasp God's unique reality, the Trinity. One being equaling three persons. <laughs> I told you I would try. Now, I'll have, a, I'll have a quiz for you. High school's not over with yet, right? At the end. Anyway, in today's Gospel, St. John reveals the intimate connection between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We hear that the Holy Spirit continues Jesus' own mission by leading us into a deeper union with God. Wow. What becomes evident from the readings is how God relates to us and how we are to relate to God and others. We are called to enter into and participate into this divine relationship of love. This is a feast for lovers. Even though we will never grasp this profound mystery, we can cry out with the psalmist, as Pat did this morning, O Lord our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. Today, the church calls us to reflect on the doctrine of the Holy Trinity. This is our strong Catholic belief in one God who is three divine persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. There is a deep intimacy that exists among the members of the Trinity that causes them to delight in one another. Just like that first reading today. I'm sure your mothers and your fathers delighted when you brought them either a mug or that little mud pie we talked about. Your face all dirty with mud. And she looked at you and she said, you know, um, not, this, is, this love is not unlike a mother and a father reveling or admiring their newborn infant who is the result of their passionate love. Nine months later, that love appears 
as a human being. This intimacy of the Trinity flowing over the humanity and all of creation, so much so that God actually experiences joy in all that God has made. Just like my mother so long ago, and we are all called to tell others of this Trinitarian love that God, who delights in the goodness of the world, has for us. I leave you with this profound thought from an unnamed friend. He says that our center of focus is, or at least should be, on God. After all, God is fully complete and doesn't need our approval. God does not need us. We exist simply because God is love. Within the Godhead are a father and a son so intimately in love with each other, the lover and the beloved. From this intense relationship comes forth love itself we call the Holy Spirit. This overflowing of love cannot help but create. As we know from the book of Genesis, God's Spirit breathed over the formless abyss to begin the process of creation. After the sons, the eternal word, his resurrection, the Spirit came again in tongues of fire, yes, to perfect creation by burning away any flaws that we have and leaving what is fit for the kingdom. My brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit is still very much at work. Wherever the church is bringing God's love to renew all things, working through us, that means you and me, we can't do it alone, the members of Christ's mystical body. Everything we do affects everyone else. You may have asked in the past, why do I have to go to church every week? I know that the seniors are at that age now where they're trying to figure that out. Well, first of all, we should go and we should praise God in song because of everything that He has done for us. We're here because of God's love. We celebrate the Eucharist. We become more like Jesus every time we consume His body and His blood. We become more like Him. Our lives as Christians are or should be centered on this great mystery. A mystery that is gifted to us from God who is love itself. Patrick Coffin from Catholic Answers says this almost every day. God loves us and there is nothing that we can do about it. We can't stop His love. The one thing that we can do though is we can love Him back and we can share it with others. Through the Trinity, we can all participate now in that Trinitarian action. The action of the Father pouring Himself out in self-giving love to His Son. The Son responding in the same way and then the Holy Spirit who is love proceeding from the Father and the Son. Let us keep this in mind as we now turn to giving our triune God thanks by celebrating the Eucharist together in reverence and in love. Yes, the Trinity comes to us, dwells within us, and if we let it, transforms us. Let us become that transforming Trinitarian love. God bless you.